0: So welcome back to the GOAT District. A lot of you were watching Fantasy Mojo, um, who was just on and was just awesome. Uh, but now Dan and I have some business to take care of.
1: Yes, uh, looking forward to this draft a lot. We have uh, about 30 seconds before we take off here. And uh, we, we we get to play against some high-quality competition. Uh, there's, there's several people in this room. Uh, they know who they are, who are absolutely fantastic drafters. Uh, we have people who have won uh, you know, national tournaments in this room. It's it it's a little bit of everything in here. So it's gonna be fun.
0: Yeah, this is gonna be awesome. Um, and this time of year, you know, people will say, like, why did you do this one? This time of year, you can't avoid good competition and and we welcome it. So uh we're stoked for this. Uh, Dan, we're gonna take uh Christian McCaffrey here. Dan, we we have a uh, team we split where we took Justin Jefferson. Um But McCaffrey or or Taylor, final decision, I guess?
1: Yeah, basically it's down to those two. And I think uh, as we kind of talked about pre-draft, we're going to go McCaffrey this time and then just see how things unfold. Awesome. All right.
0: And we're in. Yeah, so you usually will see a, a Taylor and then kind of the big three wide receivers Um. That's kind of the way it's it's going to look, I would imagine, in this draft. So Taylor goes. Jefferson. I'll be curious to see if anybody really reaches uh, with ADP to try to be different in this room tonight. Um, Once in a while, you'll see Diggs go early um, or Eckler jump some of those uh, top wide receivers. But I would expect this to be Cooper Cup and the guys just using the clock.
1: Yep, more than likely. Could be Chase. I mean, you occasionally see Chase go before Cup, but more likely Cup.
0: And Dan, maybe you could explain the uh, the NFFC structure um, for maybe people that aren't familiar with it uh, with the third round reversal.
1: Yeah. So basically um, this this draft after the first two rounds, when you're looking at the board, it's going to be backwards from what you're normally looking at, because as, as you wrap around and come through the second round backwards, uh, you know, just like any other draft, when you get to the third round, you're going to go back to team 12 again, and it will go teams 12 through one for the third round. Then for the fourth round, it be, will be one through 12. So exactly the opposite of normal from, uh, rounds three onward. And, uh, for the, for this particular draft, um, this is, this is a, a league that starts three wide receivers, um, one flex, and then, of course, two running backs, one tight end, one quarterback, one kicker, one defense. Um, so you're going to see a, a little bit more uh, of a bias towards the wide receivers in here, uh, a little bit less towards the running backs. But, uh, you know, you'll still see a lot of running backs going pretty soon. What you'll we'll most likely see is that tight ends tend to, to kind of get pushed down a lot further than they would in uh, some other draft rooms. So and, we see uh,
0: our first our first ADP jump tonight. Um, right. Nausea Harris goes at the five spot. Um, allowing Danny Bueller to get a uh, 106 Jamar Chase, which I'm sure he's a little happy about.
1: Oh, no doubt about that. And uh, I, I know that uh, Nelson Sousa who's in the 12 spot. He, he really likes drafting out of that 12 spot. So it be interesting to see uh, what he puts together there. Uh, we had uh, Kyle Hillisheim uh, with Stefan Diggs. So uh, that lets Eckler fall to uh, Chad Schrader. So he's 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 got his first nice little gift right there, I would say.
0: I've I've drafted a few of these with Nelson. Um we partner up on a few drafts in New York City. Um and he's put together some monsters from the back end of these. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. Chad's gotta be happy with getting an Eckler at the at the 109. We'll talk to him about that tomorrow night. Um but yeah, Diggs digs, we see Kyle take Diggs at, at the at the at the eight spot. I feel like Diggs is is kind of he's like that wild card. Um in NFFC and FFWC drafts where you'll see him occasionally jump the big three. Um, You'll see him be like wide receiver three or wide receiver two overall. Like I think that a lot of people are really, really high on digs in in high stakes right now.
1: Yeah, for sure. And uh, as you said, you know, he tends to go higher in these formats where you're starting three wide receivers and one flex versus uh, FFPC where it's two wide receivers and two flex. Which tends to push him more to the back end of the round. All right, and uh, Saquon went to Team Eleven. I'm going to take a wild guess. I'm going to I'm going to guess it's going to be Swift for uh, Delvin Cook. All right, let's see Swift. There it
0: is. Okay, so we see the running backs go um, kind of in a row right here. I'd imagine Mixon's going to go pretty soon. And Aaron Jones will go as well, Kamara might go be t- before those guys because he's kind of been been shooting up. Yep. And Dan, you're starting to load our queue. I can see it.
1: Yep. And uh, as you can see, I put a player in the second spot of the queue that I think I don't I don't know if he'll he'll make it down to us, but it'll uh, be interesting it
0: would, for sure. So you yeah, we'll see, CD, sure. CD Lamb, CD Lamb go um sometimes you see cd lamb go in the first round of these nffc and ffpc drafts as well um and he's living in the first round in ffwc um lamb is is a player we're both bullish on dan um what do you think about him him in that spot is he just like a like a hammer to you or is there still some question marks
1: oh yeah barkley lamb is uh an awesome start and as a matter of fact uh Andrew and I are doing an FFPC main right now, a slow one uh, that we started. It was the reverse order; we did Lamb, Barkley, but uh, the same two players to start our team off. So,
0: I've loved I've, I've loved my teams when I end up with a Diggs or a Lamb and a Barkley or a Swift somewhere in that back end of the of the first first uh, first first round uh, early second. I've loved those teams. You see Kelsey go mid second. We actually saw him slide to uh, I believe it was Nelson. Uh, in the early third the other day. So like Dan yeah. said, tight ends can fall. Um, it's kind of an opportunity cost in this format to draft a tight end early because you're starting three wide receivers and a flex every week. So um, like you can feel great about it, but then you're trying to fill out those wide receiver spots. It, it, it can kind of backfire. But um, Kelsey shouldn't hurt team seven too much. Okay, Dan, we're we're coming up. I'm looking yep. at you here. There's a number of names uh, I'm pretty comfortable with uh i like the first person you have queued up i obviously i like the second person a lot and i have a lot of him um i would kind of hope for one of those two and uh the second to last name on your board i think would give us a little bit more of a unique pairing um so i i'm i'm very open to him as well the guy the last guy on the board i think we we let we let you know float away i don't think he's got enough upside that's kind of where i'm at
1: yeah i would i would agree with that um you know, now that we know for sure uh, we have enough players in our queue. All right.
0: All right, so this will be interesting. We had uh Javante uh in the queue. Uh he would have been an interesting decision. Um I think he's starting to rise up slightly. You see him here in the at the uh, the two the 209.
1: All right, okay, there so goes Pittman. I, I, I'm sorry, Theo, we'll pour one out. You, you did not get your Pittman chair here.
0: No, I did not. It would have been nice to, nice to get him. Um. Okay, so we're OTC here.
1: Yep, I think the um, last guy we're going to take for sure. Who else do we want of the first three guys?
0: For me, it would be number four here. Yep. Uh, and then it would be number two as my runner-up choice. You could talk me into the first guy on the list. Um, but I just think that he's rising up, I think we'll be happy we did it cuz um I don't know if it's as common yet. Um, but it's a guy I feel more comfortable than I did maybe 2 weeks ago.
1: All right. So we're going to go with number 2 and number 4 on the list.
0: Yeah, I'll let you make the decision.
1: All right. Um Yeah, we'll we'll do it in this order.
0: Okay, so we go running back running back. Um I like it. I think that it'll it, it it helps us cover up RB two, and it also gives us a, you know, he's one of the last running backs that we we were really excited about. Um, yep. So I think there's a couple of running backs that you'll see go, you know, the Nick Chubs, uh, the you know the the James Connors, but I don't think they have quite the upside um, receiving wise that Travis Etienne uh, does. So I'm good with that. I'm, I'm happy we went there. Um,
1: I, and I the, just feel like there's there's going to be enough um enough talent at the wide receiver position dropping down that, it, you know, it, I I don't think we would see that quite, a, quite the same at the 3-4 turn at running back as we will at wide receiver. We'll see if that is uh correct or not.
0: Yeah. And the last time we split an um, OC was one of the earlier ones, but we ended up with a, not quite a zero RB team, but it was a very much we push down um, running back. So I think we're, it kind of shows you that you can approach this format um, with many different uh, strategies. And we now have a running back, running back start. Um, so we're kind of open to multiple strategies across this format and FFPC for that matter. I think this year kind of lends it to that. But I mean, between McCaffrey and ETN, there's a chance we drafted the top two receiving backs in football this year. Uh, you got to kind of like Saquon to be up there. Kamara, obviously, but ETN could catch a lot of balls this year,
1: right? For sure. Yeah, and he looked he looked just real smooth in uh, the preseason game against um, against uh, Cleveland as well. So, like like the way he was running, uh, he's he's really good at uh, finding a couple extra yards on almost every run.
0: Yeah, it's easy to think about if you try to like project next year's first round, you could see Travis Etienne being a first rounder next year. So I think we get a guy that's got some uh, unknown upside and he's ascending. Um, Danny Mueller, I bet you takes AJ Brown here. I should be surprised if he doesn't. Oh, he went Cortland Sutton. Okay. Goes to show you. Um. Cortland Sutton is a guy who we've asked every single guest almost this summer um, on the GOAT district who is the wide receiver one overall if you're not picking Jefferson Cup and Jamar Chase. Um, and we've had multiple people give Cortland Sutton as an answer. Glenn Lowy did. Um, and I believe it was I believe it was uh, Chris Ficaro um who was the other one. So we're seeing a lot of very bullish people on, on Sutton.
1: Yep, and I like that we have five players in our queue right now and uh, that will cover our oh, next two picks.
0: 100%. I'm so. going through just to make sure we're not missing anybody, but I really, really like um, the players you have queued up and I think they're kind of the correct names. I'll throw one more guy. I don't know if you're a little worried um, about him, but I threw him in there.
1: Yeah, yeah uh, um... I probably like him less than the, the five we already had in. Uh, okay, understand. but I can be talked into him.
0: I mean Yeah. I mean, he's uh, he's interesting to me because I think he's got some upside. Um, I mean I
1: it, I would put him more on a, a more even with uh the the guy right in front of him in our queue. Yeah. So I can I can see the conversation there. Um uh, really I'm adding,
0: I'm adding one more guy to the queue as yep. kind of a interesting safer play that's maybe not as exciting. So we see DJ Moore go. We had him in the queue. Yeah, team, he, team he was actually a, who
1: I was hoping we could get for team three make
0: a really nice, uh a nice there goes Mike Williams. So yep. right now I think based on the way the board's going, I I really think uh, we're wide receiver, wide receiver here. We're committed into it. I would have liked, I would have liked to get one of those two guys. Um, Right now we have four guys in the queue. Who would be your number one pick?
1: Um, Right now my number one pick is going to be the top guy in the queue.
0: Yeah. You know, I'll defer to you. I don't, I don't love him, but I think that he feel, feels a need here, and I think he's got big-time touchdown upside. So, that Yep. Why don't we run it? You can run it down to just a couple seconds, though, Dan, because it gives us a little more time to kind of think about this next pick.
1: Okay. And then what um, do you want to do after that, second, third, or fourth guy?
0: Well, let's take the first guy so we don't time out. Okay. Um, I would kind of like to go with the second guy. Okay. I think it opens us up to the best offense of the guys we have listed. And I think it also lends itself to a really quick start Um, playing against these managers. You know, they're going to be hitting the waiver wire extremely well. So we need to draft really well. And I think that this guy, um, any way you cut it, I think he's got the most the highest upside for like the first few weeks of the season. Um, And there's something to be said with that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think so. I don't think, any of the other guys are quite as compelling. So
0: let let's take them. Number okay. two. Okay, let's yep. take them. So we took Hollywood Brown and we took Alan Robinson. Um Alan Robinson was your favorite guy that we had in the queue, Dan. Maybe you want to talk a little bit about your expectations for him.
1: Yeah so with with Alan Robinson, I mean, you know, it's kind of you're going off the idea that um, this is going to be a high powered offense. they're going to be passing a lot using a lot of uh, uh, 11 personnel so there'll be three wide receivers on the field so he, this guy's going to be on the field a lot and uh, you know cooper cup burned a lot of uh, NFL teams last year. I mean you know the Rams just destroyed them with cup and I think that uh, there's going to be a lot of defenses that that know that they're playing the Rams that are going to be looking at how do we stop cooper cup and kind of forcing somebody else to beat him. Plus, there it, it uh, sounds like Stafford and Robinson have had great rapport. All the uh, beat writer reports have been very glowing about Alan Robinson. You know, he looks rejuvenated and everything else. So, you know, while it's, uh, you know, definitely a little bit scary to be drafting a guy in the third round in, uh, in a draft like this that was so terrible last year, uh, you know, you got you got to take some chances. So, I. Yeah, uh, and I, so think,
0: I think oh, that a lot of um, a lot of fantasy football is is touchdown related, and like you right. said, it's it's an offense that's going to going to pass for a lot of touchdowns. Um, and I think that Allen Robinson could have a huge bounce back year. That's a guy that McVay and Stafford both targeted to come to LA, um, and you know we'll kind of give him a mulligan for for last year. I mean, if you look at his stats for the previous two seasons. Um, he's able to handle a ton of targets. This year, I think he could just he can he's got a lot of outs to fantasy value. Um, they could have a really consolidated uh, target tree, uh, especially with Van Jefferson banged up and kind of like, you know, the other names, Tutu Atwell and guys like that, don't really seem like anybody they're gonna lean on. So I think they have to use Robinson. Um, and I think he's got a big ceiling in terms of touchdowns. Um, and you know, people saying, you know, he looked bad last year. Yeah, I get it. Um, I get the the kind of the, the bearish argument, but Robert Woods gained a ton of fantasy value when he became an LA Ram. Odell Beckham was, you know, people weren't even starting him in, in fantasy leagues. He was left for dead and then had a big bounce back. So I think McVay knows how to get a lot out of these guys. Um, and I think it's a fine pick. And then Hollywood Brown, I really like um, because there's no DeAndre Hopkins to start the year. Hollywood's missed a couple of practices, but, I don't really worry about it. I don't think it's any kind of major injury. I think it's just just uh, maintenance. Um, he's got the connection with Kyler Murray. I think he could have a, a, a big-time season. And like I said, the fast start um, is something we like because I hopefully we're going to add guys that can kind of grow in their roles as the, the season moves along in the next few rounds. But I know we can lean on Hollywood Brown getting a potentially a 25% target share in the Arizona offense to start the year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um I'm just loading a few players into the queue here.
0: I love the queue now, Dan, but I have a feeling that it's just gonna be sad to watch this queue disappear as, as Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. I expect most thing. of these guys to disappear, but uh there there will be a few uh there there's gonna be one or two of them left, I'm pretty sure.
0: Oh, for sure. And the third round reversal is interesting. Um, there also is a is a Kentucky Derby style. In the NFFC, where maybe you want to explain that, uh, Dan.
1: Yeah, so um, you you have some control over your what slot you get in the NFFC, because basically what you can do is you can order the draft slots, um, you know, from one to twelve in whatever order you want, and then uh, the what the NFFC does when they randomize is they draw, and if you get if you get the number Not
0: sure.
1: You know, like if you get the number four after the first three people have gotten whatever their best pick is, then the computer will go and it will look and it will see, okay, uh, you're next up. What's the highest pick you have left in your queue of draft picks? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I think that you explained that very well. Um, So basically you have a little more say in where you're drafting and with the third-round reversal and with the Kentucky Derby-style um, uh, drafting, it, it can be a very unique format. Uh, I think one other thing we see in the NFFC as opposed to FFPC is the quarterback position. Um, quarterbacks, it's six-point passing touchdowns in this format. Um, so you'll see quarterbacks go slightly earlier. Um, and I think that people just kind of as anecdotal – I think people are there's a lot more stacking and correlating I've seen lately, not massive stacks, but I think you'll you'll see the sharper players trying to have some sort of correlation. So it's it makes it a little easier to kind of look at these teams and, you know, I'll see team six. I think they'd be more open to trying to have a Trey Lance build um, and whatnot. Um, I think that that's that's always in the back of my mind. Right. Uh, we see Amon Ross St. Brown inside the fourth round. I took him at the four or five turn in my FFPC main event uh, a couple days ago. Um, he seems to be kind of rising up and people are kind of becoming more and more uh, excited to draft him. Uh, where are you at on ARSB, Dan?
1: I like him. I mean, I think he's, he's shown that he's going to earn targets really no matter what. Uh, you know, with Jameson Williams hopefully coming online later in the year, I think that's more of a threat to DJ Chart than it is to uh, St. Brown. Uh, also, notice that uh, Chad Schroeder put together uh, Josh Allen, Gabe Div- Diggs stack there, so uh, we got a little stack going there.
0: Yeah, that's a nice little, nice little mini stack. Yep. Kyle, Kyle has a nice, uh, a nice build. Kyle took down the uh, NFFC primetime two seasons ago. Really sharp guy. Um, he's come on the Go district, uh, and he's got a, a build that I've often done in this format where he has one running back but four, four wide receivers, and I think he's got a really scary build right now with Diggs, Jones, T. Higgins, Jerry Judy, and Elijah Moore. If Judy or Moore take a big step forward, that team is, is dangerous for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I wonder if Danny Mueller is going to do the same thing Kyle did. Danny right now has one running back and three wide receivers. I think he might go wide out here. And he yep. does. He takes Chris Godwin. So wide receivers are just flying off the shelf here. It's uh, it's good that we went wide receiver, wide receiver at that 3-4 uh, turn. Mm-hmm cuz we really would be kicking ourselves if we would have taken another running back.
1: Right, exactly. You know, and I still like ETN there, but it, it kind of shows you know we had uh we had AJ Brown as kind of our second choice there and it shows, you know, what the what the build would have looked like if we'd had AJ Brown in there. We would have had a nice trifecta of wide receiver, so all the starting lineup spots spots filled at wide receiver, at McCaffrey and then coming around the the 5-6 turn. You know with options of going several different ways um we still have a lot of options going into this you know i don't feel married to taking wide receiver coming up here at all um yeah i agree with you but it's it's going to be a consideration for sure i mean you know any anybody knows anything about tnffc uh absolutely knows that that's going to be a consideration Ooh.
0: kenneth walker pick right there was uh, a rough one i think that uh that was an auto
1: pick too, so
0: that might get backed up because yeah. I'm not I'm not looking at the same board Dan is, but if he autoed Kenneth Walker, I'm not sure because Kenneth Walker is injured. I'm not sure right. if he even had him in the queue.
1: Yeah, was I have my I I have my own uh, ADP rankings in here, so I'm not sure if he was next up on the normal queue or not.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see because uh, Team Four is running to the uh, the table right now to uh, to get their pick. in. I would be there. You go. All I was right, going to so say I, I would hope that they
1: are anyway. All right, so we need to start thinking about who we like. Um,
0: okay, so there's a there's right potential- now. I, go
1: ahead. I, right now, I like the second and fourth in our queue a lot.
0: Yeah, and- I like those guys and the last one as well. So I like the the last one is the the one that uh that I loaded. Yep. Okay, I like him. Um I like a few of these guys. Do we want to pivot and potentially take a different position?
1: I mean, we could uh, you know, there's there's a couple of players I think that you know that we both really like uh the the player at the top of the queue.
0: Yeah, we 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 do. I will point out to you that this is our second time drafting in this. And, and the player that you have, number one, um, is we drafted him. Did we draft him last time or no? I don't think we.
1: Yeah. Okay. yeah, we might have.
0: Yeah. So I think that for me, I would rather go with a, you know, Adam Thielen was just taken. So he's, yep. he's out of consideration. We're looking at a couple of these higher upside potential wide receivers that are younger. Um, I'm going to kind of pound the table here for number five. All right. Um, I think that I'm, he. I'm going to
1: kind of pound the table for number three.
0: Okay. So... I think we can go with both of those. Do you have any. Cons... Let's take who do you want the most here? Five or three? Um, probably three. Okay. Let's take three. All right. Okay. So. I will just say to you I'm open to any of the guys in the queue. 2 doesn't make much sense to me because I don't think we're going to be able right. to do what we want to do anymore. Um that was kind of a bang bang play. Yep. So to me it's does 1 give us a better chance of winning this league than 4 or 5? And are we overlooking I'm just going to throw them out there. It's very boring, but I threw one more guy into the to the queue. I don't want to take him. I, I hope don't you don't want to take him. Okay. Um I think we should go with number four. Number five. But I would go with I would go with three or one. Um they're all kind of even to me. It's more structural versus you know upside here.
1: Yeah. Um I I, I'm with you on number number four. I'm taking him.
0: Okay, let's take him. Okay, so we take Kadarius Tony and we take Brandon Ayuk, two guys that um we feel can kind of beat their ADP uh it was it was tough to to, we can talk about him when he's drafted so we don't get a little like no table talk type thing here but yeah i think we're gonna be glad we went wide receiver wide receiver because now we have four wide receivers
1: a pretty good uh flex play you know because he's one of those guys that uh you know Really, the sky is a limit, but almost anything can happen with him, too. He's he's shown to be a little bit injury prone, all that kind of stuff. So relying on him as one of my top three wide receivers makes me a little bit edgy. But uh, having him as my fourth wide receiver, I feel a lot more confident about that.
0: I'm going to load a couple guys in the queue that I want us to take rounds and rounds from now, but I'm kind of having a forward look here.
1: Okay. Yeah, that works for me.
0: So we got to make sure you you got to make sure you adjust the, adjust the queue here while I'm attempting to be the, the the quasi JD running the the show here.
1: All right, I'll do that.
0: So we see AJ Dillon go um, right now. Still available. You've got a lot of running backs. You start to see them start to go like David Montgomery, um, and then you're going to see some of those guys that kind of nobody wants to draft. They might be there when we pick again, um, Dan. Some of those times those guys really get pushed back. So Montgomery goes. Yep. And then now it gets a little bit choppy at running back um, where it's kind of like a personal preference. And there's a couple of guys people like, but it might not be the next six guys. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. So Danny, I'm not sure which way Danny will go here because Danny has four wide receivers to go with Fournette. I think that's open for him. I think he might go tight end here.
1: Yeah, he could go a lot of different ways here. He could go
0: quarterback, tight end, running back. So he goes, uh, he, goes so he goes wide, receiver, wide receiver, receiver. He went with the hammer. Um, and we yeah. had DeAndre Hopkins in our queue um as well. I think that he's got kind of the perfect build to draft DeAndre Hopkins because. He's got three wide receivers that he can really lean on the first few weeks. Godwin, we'll see when he plays, but um if he has those four guys starting week 1 and he's able to get, you know, starting weeks out of those guys when Hopkins comes back, he could have a really nice uh, a really nice start to the year and then drop a 15 point per game type guy in his flex or wide receiver 3 hole. Uh, so yeah. that's a really nice nice pick. And I think you need to have that sort of a build to take DeAndre Hopkins in this, do you, you kind of agree on that?
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, normally I don't like having Godwin and Hopkins on the same team just because I don't know what's going to happen the first few weeks of the season with Godwin. But when you already have those three wide receivers, then it makes it possible to do that. Now, he's going to have to hit on, a, you know, a, a good solid running back um, as well to pair up with Fournette and uh, also, you know, potentially have somebody else, some other player that he drafts later than now as, as his flex as well. So
0: hopefully we can snipe him on, on one of those guys so we can, you know, talk a little trash to him after the draft would we'll be good. Um, <laughs> right. Friendly trash. We love Danny. Um, yes. Danny. Chad, does. Chad goes with Hunter Renfro. Um, we'll be interested to see what he thinks of, of that pick, whether that's a guy that he likes a lot or, or was a structure. Um, Renfro has a floor. Um, we all saw his ceiling last year. He finishes a wide receiver one. Um, so he, he gets him towards the end of the sixth round. Uh, it just goes to show you kind of this format where Renfro is in the sixth round, where if you're an FFPC drafter, you might get Renfro in like the late seventh or eighth round, um, consistently. So in the NFFC here, he goes in the sixth and then we see Christian Kirk go. Um, so a lot of people are really filling up. Interested to see what Nelson does here. He's got back-to-back picks. He's got a very balanced team, a very dangerous build as always. Yeah. Um, he could go wide receiver running back. He could go with a QB here. I'll be interested to see what he does.
1: I'm, I'm going to bet he goes with a QB for this next pick.
0: Okay, so he there builds a Philadelphia. He builds a nice little Philadelphia um, correlation play. He takes Devonta Smith and Jalen Hurts. I like that a lot. Nelson's got a dangerous team as always. He's got Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Swift. And then he's got Tyree Kill, Darnell Mooney, Michael Thomas, Devonta Smith with Jalen Hurts. That's a very good build at the 12. And it just goes to show you um, that the third round reversal makes that 12 spot um, potentially super dangerous. Uh, if Tyree Kill is Tyree Kill, Nelson has a really, really, really good team right now. Um, and I like how he got some correlation there um, where he, he did Smith and Hurts back to back. I think that's that, that's going to be up paying off. And he did that with a couple other quarterbacks still on the board, um, but he pushed Hurts up. So that's an interesting thing to do. Team 11 gets RB2. They take Tony Pollard. I like him a lot. I think that's great value. I just want to see the QBs go a little bit. I'm going to load a few more guys in our queue. I'm loading one I'm kind of come around on. Dan. All right. um, I'm loading one more. Mm -hmm. I'm loading a few more that I think we kind of like. And. Here, I just threw one in. Okay. And I'm going to put two more guys in there. Yeah. So I think we're going to have some really good options here. And I think we, I think like a lot of people when they're drafting, um, kind of really think about their first first couple of picks. But to me, this is like the the money, the seven through ten rounds. in, in a in an FFPC or NFFC or FFWC, if you draft the right guys in these rounds, it can it can really really turbocharge your team. So I, I think we got to nail these two, Dan.
1: Yeah, I would agree.
0: I love the Chase Edmonds pick. We had him in our queue. That's a great pick by Kyle. The Goat District's fans of his. Um, Now we've kind of had conversion by the sword with Andrew, so I think (laughs) the the full Goat District is fans of Chase Edmonds. But that's got a nice team. Kyle Kyle drafted well as always.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm still a little worried that Andrew might recant under pressure, but um, you know,
0: listen, we got three weeks till Vegas. We've just got to keep him on the Edmonds train for three more weeks, and then he can go back to hating him. Yeah. Just three weeks. At least be open to it, Andrew. Well, let's,
1: let's hope he does not hate him until after the season, at least.
0: I've been drafting um, a decent amount of Tyler Lockett. Um, I think he's just so cheap. Uh, seventh round seems high for some people that maybe just draft FFPC, but like it's hard for me to see Tyler Lockett disappearing, even in a bad offense. Um, the guy's consistently produced, and I think like he might be a wide receiver three. But I don't think he's gonna gonna disappear and be like a wide receiver four, um, right?
1: Yeah, I, I I think you're onto something there. Um,
0: I really like the third player on our list. I'm actually surprised he's still here. This is a little late for him. Um, now the second player on our list, he's kind of moved up for me. Um, there's a number of guys you have in the queue here that are that are really exciting though. So we're five picks away, and I think we're gonna end up with two guys we really like. I'm yep. coming through and making sure we're not missing out on anybody. But I think you've got the right guys.
1: I, yeah, I think so. I really like the first player. In our
0: oh, I, I think it's kind of, yeah, I, I'm with you completely. Um, because it I would like be it. a reach for the third player.
1: And it would be a value for the first player. I think, yes, and both of them should work pretty well with our build.
0: Yeah, and I then agree. the second
1: and the second player, yeah, if you, if if he's there, um, the second and fourth players, uh, I, second fourth and six, I like the best.
0: Yes, At I've uh, I've really come around on on a couple of these guys. Um, I wish we had three picks in a row because right now we have seven guys in our queue. Kyler Murray goes, so that goes away. We don't. There's no going to be no correlation play with Hollywood Brown, but that's okay because it just means some of these other players lasted. Um,
1: so, so let's talk about the second player in the queue. Um,
0: okay, so we're OTC here. I think that let's talk it out. I think that that player might 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 be here when we pick again? Do you think there's a possibility or I mean I, I I do.
1: I'm willing to push it on that. Okay,
0: so let's do that. So I think that number 1 is kind of a no-brainer even though I don't love him. I think he's the best bet to be a wide receiver one of the guys we're looking at and I think that that's something to be said. Yep. So let's take
1: him. Okay? And then while we still have a few seconds to talk. Um, that number,
0: so, like, to me, number three or number four make a ton of sense. But if you want to take the last guy on the list, I think it kind of makes us a little bit dangerous. Um, it gives us some potential real upside there. But I think at the end of the day, if we take... So let's take... Okay, so we took Alan Lazard. Um, two and three, there could be a major, major run here, and we could lose out at the position. So...
1: I, I like two or four. I,
0: I'm I'm higher on four than three. I'm really high on four, but I have a lot of exposure to him. Okay. Um, I don't have much two, and I think today's news kind of makes two a little more enticing. But three's three's really enticing to me too. Maybe we could we'll have to talk on air about this because I think you should be more open to him. But I think two we both love, so let's let's smash the draft button, Dan, and let's get the guy we, we both really like.
1: All right, doing it.
0: And I think so. We go Sky Moore. Um, we went Alan Lazard. So now we've we've managed to draft six wide receivers after our very robust RB start. Sky Moore um, is really exciting, and and with Mikol taking an injury today, uh, it might speed up the process. But like, gosh, Sky Moore, like it. it I don't know how much we'll, we'll like like him like the first month of the season but I think he might be one of those guys you get to like week six and you're starting him every week, no doubt.
1: Right. And, and the thing is, he's got multiple paths into, you know, real value and he is playing, you know, he's on a Patrick Mahomes offense. Uh, You know, so start there. I mean, that just gives him a ton of potential right there, but you know, if Juju gets hurt or is ineffective, or we already know that Meikle is hurt right now, um, Mm -hmm. Scantling, you know, if if he goes down, you know, so basically all it takes is one wide receiver injury or whatever uh, for for more to move up in the pecking order or more could just be good enough to shove one of them to the side. So, you know, that's that's the other possibility. The the one that I actually think is the most likely is that Sky Moore is going to end up being so good that he just shoves one of the other options that most people think are ahead of him. Out of the way,
0: and you have also the Tyreek Hill role as a as a rusher, where he would have those design run plays. It seems like those are all going to go to Sky Moore. Um, we remember how effective uh, Tyreek Hill was as a rookie with the ball in his hands, um, mm-hmm. where they kind of found a way to get him the ball. Um, you also think back to Debo Samuel, um, how you know Debo his his rookie year it took him a few weeks, but then. Dan, you'd say Debo might have been a little later, might have been like week 10 and on. But Debo just smashed to, to end the season. He helped people win fantasy leagues. So I, I think Moore is kind of like that kind of guy that can, can handle uh, a lot of carries. He was a high school quarterback, a really good one. But he's just, he was just little. Um, but I've, I've become more and more bullish about him. Um, I've made some dynasty trades for him. And I like him in redraft. Um, we see Chris Olave going so and then we see Garrett Wilson going. So we see three rookie wide receivers in this round. Um is that Danny? So Danny has a Jamar Chase Joe Burrow uh correlation now. Mm-hmm. Danny's team is nasty. Um he's got Ramondre Stevenson as his RB2, Leonard Fournette, uh Sutton, Bateman, Chris Godwin, DeAndre Hopkins, Jamar Chase. Danny was the runner up in this competition last year, um, overall, uh, to to Billy Wazowski. So both guys are are go district guests and Two of the best drafters in America,
1: yeah. And Danny has taken down the uh, KFFC as well. So
0: Danny's kind of a legend. Um, yeah. So,
1: so we have uh, we have, we have Danny, we have Cal uh, Hillasheim, Chad Schroeder, and Nelson Sousa, who have all won major uh, national contests sitting in this one draft.
0: And I have a runner-up, so I'll I'll, I'll pat myself in the back for a runner-up. There it's you just, go. Yeah. Um, I wish I won that one, but I'll take the runner-up. Uh, in retrospect, it was hard at the time. Um, and I'll also say this. We had somebody make a comment to us. Like, people don't understand how sharp these drafts are. Like, the Vegas drafts, the New York City drafts, the live drafts for NFFC are just some of the hardest drafts you're ever going to be in. Um, FFPC, FFWC also get these guys. You see a lot of crossover in the top players. I've never done the KFFC, but I know, like, Chad does it. Um Danny does it. Um, Andrew Schellenberg does it. Like a lot of the guys we really respect do it. So like these live drafts, if you ever get a chance to do it, um, it's kind of like the World Series of Poker, um, but for fantasy football. It's just – it's unbelievable. It's fantastic competition, and you can win a ton of money. So uh, we love it. Dan and I are going to be out in Vegas. We've got a FFPC main event team we're drafting out there. We've got an FFPC varsity. And then Dan, Andrew, and I are doing a – Online NFFC Super, um, which is a twenty five hundred dollar league, it's a closed league, but that should be awesome doing that team with Shelly.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, that'll be a lot of fun, and uh, I I think you should put Wayne's uh,
0: comment up on the uh, oh up on the YouTube. Shout out to Wayne Ellis. Danny took me down in the KFFC. My starting defense scored negative twenty nine points the last week. I'll never forget that one. Wayne, that is absolutely brutal. That is that is depressing. Um, that, is,
1: that is beyond a bad beat. That is just. That's, this
0: makes me not want to play KFFC when I see they have huge <laughs> negative scoring for points allowed. That is so, Wayne. Maybe you can answer in the in the the chat. Can you start no defense? <laughs> can you just have a defense that's like on a bye and just start them? Um, or is there some sort of rule? Because that's 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 wild to me. You got negative twenty nine. That's like Yow. Yeah. And then uh, Jessel Jones in the in the chat, FFWC is two flex. So you see how wide receiver heavy um, the NFFC is. FFWC is even more wide receiver heavy. Um, you might see a hundred wide receivers drafted in a, in a big high stakes uh, FFWC draft. Um, I'm splitting a team in their main event with Billy Muzio. That's coming up in the beginning of September. Uh, and then I'm going to be doing a FF uh, WC 350 with Cody Carpentier on his, his uh, podcast. Um, they have the Player Profiler Championship. I write for Player Profiler. It's a really awesome one. It's like their 350. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of competition in the streets and high stakes right now with those three formats. Um, Dan, I look at your queue here.
1: I'm going to go throw in out. a couple of players that are just super ugly. Yes. But if they're ugly enough to get to us, then
0: – Yes, I agree with you. And I think that based on the fact that we have two two running backs and we also have six wide receivers, I think we're wide open these next two picks.
1: Yep, for sure. Like,
0: if we I mean, would have gone with uh if we would have forced in any other position, you know, or if we'd gone with tight end or quarterback, we would have really felt like our hands were tied. So nine ten turn here could be really good for us. We just need yeah. to survive 12 picks here, right? Yeah, yeah. Nothing That's wrong with that. Yeah, I, I threw
1: another player in that's... Um...
0: Yeah, that's a guy that I think will go um, not much after we're picking, so I think it's a guy we should consider. Right. Number four um, in our in our queue, I, I like a lot. Number five, I like it too, because it's kind of like a double uh, a potential for something interesting. Yep. And then I like your other guys. Um, number two... It's just value. I think you, you you're right to have him in the queue. We better queue up a couple other guys though, because we're getting sniped here. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll. Uh... I threw out one more guy. Just you know, I think it'll make sense when you see him. I'm not a yep. huge fan, but it makes a little sense. Yeah,
1: um, definitely makes. Since normally, not a guy I would necessarily be taking a look at, but in this case, it makes enough sense.
0: Kind of boring. If you want to describe him, boring might be the right word. If anybody's trying to <laughs> trying to guess who we queued up, unexciting.
1: Yes, yeah, that would that would be a, a good way to put it. I mean, it's just he, he's kind of in a zone that's a little bit dead for me, but I I, I like him well enough. You know, or it's a it's a zone that's dead for me at that position. I'll put it that
0: way. Agreed, but, but he's a reasonable bet,
1: right? Um, yeah, I don't I don't hate it at all. I I think it fits what we're doing, so um, I'm okay with that.
0: Sorry if I'm staring off to the side, everyone. I have a an iPad set up with our queue. And uh, the draft board is on my computer, so it's you're getting sideways, sideways face a lot on this this last one.
1: <laughs> yep, and I'm kind of looking down a little bit more than what I normally do because my cue is down instead of uh, in front of me. So
0: okay, and and anybody watching the draft, uh, Danny Mueller just took Isaiah Pacheco in the ninth round. Um, he's been living in the ninth round in in you know the big three uh, high stakes formats. Um, but we saw him last night go in the at the five-six turn in an FFPC main event. So he's definitely high. We we see George Pickens go. Another another guy who's steaming up. Uh, Dan, we had him in the queue. Team yep. four, team four, you're seeing the problem now with going running back heavy in this. Team four has now Cooper Cup and AJ Brown, which is fantastic. Um, but his wide receiver three is George Pickens. So And he can only start three of those running backs that he has. A hundred percent. So, yeah, he's,
1: he's way, way too heavy on running back. And um, James
0: Cook and Damon Pierce combined. Um, like, you know, I assume he's starting Damian Pierce in the flex, but. It, well, not even.
1: Like, I mean, if he started Dobbins in the flex.
0: Well, Dobbins might miss week one. That's another problem with that build. So, yeah, that's not, I'm not the biggest fan of that. Um, All right. Really well so,
1: so, I think we probably want to take one of our top two.
0: Yeah, no yeah. doubt. I, for me, for me, it's number one because it gives us exposure to something. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you might like number two better. I'm not sure. We haven't discussed that. But I think they're close enough in a tier that taking number one makes the most sense. Yep. Um, and I will say to you, number three is interesting because of something else we've done. Mm-hmm. Um I, it, it I like it I think it's I think it's a little aggressive but I think at the end of the day that position will dry up right um, and then I don't really want to take number four it's just too depressing for me at this moment um, but if you wanted to if you want to take him with our second pick why don't we take let's 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 take let's take the first guy on the list yep. uh, before we clock out here okay so we get a Trey Lance Brandon IU correlation play Um, Okay, Dan, so uh, right now I'm – I would say number one because I think we're going to see the position completely dry up, yep. and it's a, it's a double down play. Um, yep. I threw one more guy in the queue, but I don't – I know he's going to get drafted, and I, and I think right now we'd have him behind number one as my wide receiver two, just to show you kind of where I think that position's at. Um, And the, yep. I'm putting one more guy in the queue I think we should get next go-around. Okay. Um, if you want to go a different direction, let's go a different direction. But I think
1: that – Yeah, I'm I'm on board with the number one player in our queue. I'm going to go ahead and hit the draft button, and then we'll talk about it.
0: Okay, cool. Let's do it. Okay. So we took we took Romeo Dubs, and we also have Alan Lazard. So we have what we think are the top two wide receivers in Green Bay. Um, I think it's kind of an exciting build because I think maybe they're getting I – th- I think that that offense – has maybe started to get devalued a little bit. Um, I think they're going to score points. And I think that, you know, we're not in love with Alan Lazard, the talent, but I think the opportunity is there. And I think if he fails, it means Dubs really takes a step forward. Unless we can foresee a scenario where one of like the maybe older, dustier wide receivers, um, you know, does something we're not expecting or the tight ends who both kind of have question marks do something big. One of the two guys we drafted is going to be a weekly starter.
1: Yeah, I I, I think so. Uh, you know, I think we're kind of, you know, we're we're playing it a little bit cautious there uh, by taking both of those guys instead of putting our chips all in on one of them. But I don't mind that when you're talking about like our our fifth and seventh wide receiver either. Uh, yeah, you know, because if we can if if one of them really takes off and becomes one of our top three or four wide receivers, then, you know, that's that's certainly worth having.
0: Yeah, and I think that the wide receiver spot in general um, starts to dry up a little bit. Um, like, I think maybe a few weeks back, you were getting better um, value. Like, Jalen Tolbert, you were able to get him in, like, the 12th round, and now you're seeing him going inside the ninth round. Um, Jahan Dotson has moved up big time. Uh, you see Dotson go go in the ninth round. Uh, he's he's getting a lot of steam. Um, obviously, George Pickens is one of the hottest names in all fantasy football right now. So we grabbed we grabbed a guy who you know, like you know, we talked about it with Fantasy Mojo tonight. Ro, uh, Romeo Dubs back. is going to get, <laughs> I mean, in, insane fab bids in some of these le- leagues. Um, so I'm fine taking him there. Right. Uh, we passed up we passed up a couple of. Um, running backs who were selected. We had Cordero Patterson, Antonio Gibson, and Rashad White. Uh, this is probably the lowest Antonio Gibson's gone in an in an OC um since they started going, I would I would be interested if if Tom and Greg if if either one of you guys is, are listening in on this, um I'd be interested uh, to, wait, see if be able to tell out. you at least in the last few days. Snooze uh Throughout Zach Ertz. <laughs> yes.
1: Antonio Gibson has gone in the past. Late in pick 114. 114. So that's yeah, he's he's actually gone a little bit later in one draft.
0: That's crazy. I mean it's like pick, the pick,
1: pick 114, And we're on what pick uh 120 right now. So yeah, he would he would have gone a couple of players later but still what I really like Theo, uh, about our build right now is that we're sitting on you know a, basically the mother load of wide receivers here uh, which means that we can you know we really only have to go back to wide receiver when we see value we're not gonna we're not gonna feel forced uh, to take wide receiver from here on out uh, but it certainly isn't gonna stop us from taking wide receiver that we like
0: yeah it's I, I feel like um you can get by with seven. Um, It's a 20 man uh, roster and you're starting. Usually you're starting three wide receivers every week, but in reality, most of the time, the way Dan and I build our teams, we're starting four, Um, but you can get away with a running back or tight end in the flex as well. So you could get by with seven. Usually I end up with, with, Oh um, yeah. I, I
1: expect we'll draft another wide receiver or two. I'm just saying we don't really need to be, you know, we don't have to, we're not forced into, you know, we got to get one now.
0: Yeah. And we we anybody who's wondering our, our tight end uh, build, you know, we're never really Dan and I are never really kind of forcing tight end. We take it kind of where where the value is. I mean, I'll take early tight end sometimes, but I'm perfectly comfortable in this, in this format taking tight end in, in anywhere. I mean, going late, going mid, uh, going early. I'm just not gonna push it up. Shout-out to Wayne. Our wide receivers are not sexy, but I think it was the best choices for team construction. I agree, especially after the RBRB RB start. You have to make up for it. Yep. Shout-out to Snooze. Uh, Brian Robinson moved up fast. Call me crazy, but I'd rather punt on B-Rob than Pacheco. I think B-Rob's heading higher, Snooze. Um, I took him in at the – I think the 10-11 turn of a uh, – when did I take him? It was a, I think it was an eleventh round pick in the in the main event the other night in the FFPC. I think the coaching staff loves him, um, and they don't love Gibson right now. So I think that Robinson could be heading into like that ninth round range eventually. But I mean, listen, but Pacheco, at the end of the day, you're betting on offenses as well, and Pacheco is in a much 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 better offense. So I think that's a lot of the appeal of him is. Andy Reid's had a ton of success with running backs. Uh, He might have an opportunity. Um, I think even if it's a split, he might be the goal line back, Um, and he looks good catching the football. So whatever you think of Pacheco, I mean, you you got to kind of like the the Chiefs to score a lot of points. Yeah, for sure. Wayne Ellis, shout out again. I did the the Dubs Lance turn. That was excellent drafting. Thank you. We uh, appreciate that from a player like you, Wayne. Um, and yeah, it was good to get Trey Lance, Brendan Ayuk. Um, Ayuk seems like he's going to really benefit from Lance, who can throw a real deep ball, and he could have a real bounce back. So we're coming up on the clock here, Dan. We've got four guys in the queue. I kind of agree with. Let's see where we're at though, because we're five, we're four picks away. I'm going to yeah, throw one I'm more guy like move
1: number two down.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: Okay. So yeah, I like I like our top two. The number three guy is somebody I'm thinking not around this turn, but if he's there at the next turn.
0: Are you White off makes, of four? Are you off of four who I just put in? Because I might have four ahead of two right now. Uh three now. Oh excuse me, three. I might have um, three ahead of two because I think that you're betting on the same thing. Um, maybe not I, quite the weekly floor, but
1: I, I, I think uh, number one is going to have more standalone value than number three here.
0: Okay. I'll defer to you on that one. Um, but
1: really? I'm, I'm fine. Since. Since Ertz went, we could take both of them if we really wanted to, or I put in.
0: I don't think we need to go in that direction yet. Okay. Um, so should I we go? We'll able, I think we'll be able to, to cover up later one one and three, then so one and three. Yeah, I think we go one and three. I think it's the right move for this build. Yep. Um, I will say okay, so let's take one. Okay,
1: yeah. I'll 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 hit him before our timer runs out.
0: So I just think there's I don't really, really want to do it, but I think that num- the guy who's number three right now might be gone, and it kind of makes sense, even though it's it's probably too safe of a, of a structural build. I, th- I think we take number two, who I yeah. think kind of has big upside, and he's kind of similar to, to Herbert in a sense. Um, yeah, I, got- I, I,
1: I see what you're liking in number three, but yeah, I think uh, the yeah, way I mean the build is going.
0: Yeah, you and you go. could end up be holding two bad tickets if you do that too.
1: Right, Exactly.
0: So let's let's take uh, let's take uh, Isaiah Spiller here.
1: All right, done deal.
0: Yeah, so like I have I like Spiller maybe a little bit more than Herbert right now. I think they're kind of in the similar tier. Um, I loved what I saw out of out of Ebner the other night. Not, not to have table talks. I'm sure somebody's going to take him in like the nineteenth round, eighteenth round here. But like I don't know Herbert. I get it because I, I agree with you that he's going to have a weekly floor that Spiller might not have. But I think that Spiller, like if Eckler goes down, is a top. Well, but the thing is, you
1: know, they're also talking about uh, what's his name from a couple of years ago. Uh, The other the other Chargers uh, running back. I know. I
0: I see that. I see that, too. But at the end of the day, I don't I don't think I don't think those guys are like I think it's it's kind of like compliment your veterans type deal. Like I thought Spiller looked pretty good. They used a fourth round pick on him. They've talked him up. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've seen what those other, those other Chargers backs yeah, can do and, with their and, chaps.
1: Yeah. And, and they don't really have that much pass catching upside, whereas Spiller does. So, I mean, you know, some of the high value touches would definitely go to them. Yeah. All right. So we got, uh, Wyandale, who we we're talking about, uh, would be a good pairing with Tony, but not necessarily for us because we already paired Lazard and Dubes. Um, so it doesn't really make sense to have another pairing of Tony and uh And, and especially with the way the running backs are starting to dry up.
0: Yeah, uh, we had Wandell in, in the queue. Um, that's who we were kind of talking about. And mm-hmm. I've done that, the Wandell, um tony um, double down a few times, but it used to be a lot cheaper. You right. used to be able to take Tony in like the eighth round and then take Wandell in like the 18th round, and you'd have that great pairing. I have that in Dynasty as well and in, and in best ball. Um, but now it's expensive, um, and like I alluded to with Dan, like Tony misses some time or underperforms, and Wandell underperforms. You might be holding two guys you don't want to start, but you're kind of holding on to them. It's it's I don't know. Uh, it's t- tough. It's tough to double down on offenses we're not really really sure of. Like I know Green Bay is going to score points. Right. Like, we can. They're not going to regress that much. Like maybe maybe if they struggle, they'll be like the 15th best offense this year, but they're not going to be like the giants, the giants. We think you are going to take a big step forward. And I live on long Island and people are super bullish on the offensive line right now. And Barkley looks great, but there's a chance. They're just not good. Um, And you know, you're not starting those guys. So I don't know. It's tough. Dan, like Dan, would you ever double down with like, I really like Elijah Moore and I really like Brees Hall. Are you ever doubling down on two jets where you have to take them in like the let's say the third or fourth and then the fifth or sixth?
1: Too many players from a bad offense. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. It's what
0: about a what about a Drake London Kyle Pitts um, in FFPC? Um, that one seems kind of reasonable just because I think it could be such a condensed target share. Are you would you ever do that? Could be. I mean, I
1: honestly, I think I'd rather pair up like uh, Drake London and Cordero Patterson, you know, and go a little bit cheaper that way.
0: I took Cordero. um, We had him in our queue um, and I took him in an OC. I did uh, maybe 10 days ago where I really waited on RB2 Uh, I think he's being slept on a little bit. Just if you get stuck at running back, I think you can go with Cordero because I don't think he's a guy you can rely on to be your starter in week eight. But -hmm. I think if you're looking for a guy for production for the first three weeks of the season, um, you know, we might view the Falcons as a rebuilding team, but I think that their coaching staff and their players are going to go for it. Um, And I think that Cordero wants to break all these records this year. Um, He's, 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 he's got a nice size contract, And I think they're going to have to lean on him a little bit as an offensive weapon. So I don't mind taking him when I get stuck.
1: Right. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, you're right, Dan. I think it was smart to go running back, running back, because you're starting to see like a real run here with McKissick, Algier, Zamir White, and and Raheem Mostert. Yeah,
1: I was afraid we were going to be really in a bad hole if we didn't get a pair of running backs
0: there. I'd like to also point out Nelson has quietly built a really nice Philadelphia Eagles stack where he's got Devonta Smith, Jalen Hurts, Dallas Goddard, Miles Goddard, uh Miles Sanders. So he's got four Eagles. Um and I think that was really nice a nice build by by Nelson to have that.
1: Yeah. The um one of the, one of the toughest things is man Philly's schedule of uh, past defenses they face weeks fifteen through seventeen though is it's a murderer's row it's it's just ugly yeah uh, I mean, they, they they face um hang on, let me pull it up here they face um chicago dallas new orleans and dallas new orleans is uh week sixteen and seventeen
0: that's new orleans defense is gonna just be lights out um yeah for sure but I will say that, like, with with the Sanders Sanders exposure with Hertz, like, yep, I've, the Philadelphia showed that they can run the ball last year, and I think they're going to be a super up tempo offense. Um, I think that's kind of the way things are going. Um, Sirianni's a guy I've kind of grown on, and I think he kind of gets it. So I think that, like, it's easy to kind of project these defenses, but at the end of the day, that Philadelphia offense to have that many pieces of it with that offensive line, I mean, that could be that could be really effective for Nelson. Yeah, sure could. Um, Looking at our queue now, um, we saw Aaron Rodgers go. We had him in the queue with um, with uh, Dubs and uh, and Lazard, um, but you can always make up it at QB two, and, and we really like Trey Lance, so that's not something we're crying on. But Team Seven did wait on QB, and they got uh, Rodgers in the twelfth round. Um, hey, listen, he's Aaron Rodgers. It looks like he's a guy team that's two is
1: still waiting on QB
0: team 2 he's he's got some i would imagine he's going to he's going to maybe go i don't know how late he's going to wait cuz it's kind of like a danger zone where people start taking their qb2 right um it's a little bit dangerous cuz there's maybe three guys i kind of would be somewhat comfortable starting week 1 um and then after that it gets a little choppy i like number 4 and number 5 in your queue a lot. Yep. Um, I think those are really good picks. I don't know if we need both of them, but I think they're both good good names.
1: Well, we're only gonna get one of them anyway.
0: Yeah, that's I see that one.
1: Right now I kind of like numbers three and four.
0: I agree with you. Okay, so right now we it would be number two and three. Um do you want to put some consideration into number one?
1: No, I think we can. Uh, I, I'm, I'm comfortable uh, going a different way, for now.
0: Okay. Um. So I think we'll, let's take number three, and then before we take number two, let's let me just let's just kind of look through and make sure we're not. I don't think we're really missing anybody. Uh, I think that two kind of stands out. Why don't we put yep. in three? Um. Yep, I'll put in one at Let time. me just give it a quick glance, to make sure we're not really missing out on anything. Okay. Um, I don't think we are. I added one more guy in the queue. Um, who I think we both would say is not as appealing. Uh, I'll throw one more guy in the queue. Do either of those two names interest you like number two does? Not like number
1: two does. No.
0: Okay, so then I think it's a no-brainer. Let's take number two. Okay. Okay, so we take Alec Pierce, um, who's a guy that we've we've warmed up to a lot. And he's flashing every day in camp. Um, I think that there is room for a second Colts wide receiver to to be potentially flex worthy as the season moves along. Um, Pierce is getting like a ton of buzz. Um, he's super super athletic. He's big, um, and he makes flash plays at practice. Uh, and then we take Hassan Haskins. Uh, shout out to Hassan Haskins' grandmother. She tweeted <laughs> yes. I had a nice Hassan Haskins tweet, and she was a wonderful lady. She said that that's my grandson. He's a great running back, and, and it was really cool to, to get that interaction on Twitter. Um, we root for Hassan Haskins in the Goats District. We have a ton of him in Dynasty. Um, and, like, I think that the first preseason game, like, people were not, like, over the moon with him. But he, I believe he caught four passes, which was – Pretty cool to see. Um, right. They they, uh, they have a couple other running backs kind of in the mix, but I think Haskins seems like the most direct replacement to Derrick Henry. So we have a potential high upside guy. Um, kind of a similar play to our Spiller play, maybe a little less exciting than Spiller.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, but if Henry goes down, I mean, you know, then – then he gets very exciting. Just as uh, Efekwe goes down, Spiller gets very exciting. So,
0: a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So you're starting to see. We actually we had a few of these guys um, in our queue, and they all just went. So just just goes to show you how tight these uh these drafts are. We had Albert Albert Okwabunum um, in consideration with the last two picks. Team two takes him as their tight end two. Um, I think that's a fine, fine play that they made considering that they have, they're at six wide receivers now. So they, they probably view him as a, as a high upside guy. Yeah. Um,
1: you gotta be, if you're taking him there, you gotta be thinking about putting him in your flex at times. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise it probably doesn't make much sense to make that pick.
0: No, I agree with you.
1: So if if that's what he's thinking, then, uh, you know, that's good on him. Uh, But if he's thinking that's just kind of a, you know, this is the guy I'm going to start when Andrews is on by, then, uh, yeah, that's a little early for me.
0: I like a few of the guys guys that you've queued up.
1: Yep. Now, Now check what Danny Mueller did. He just took TDP and Trey Sermon. So he's just kind of doing the anti um elijah mitchell bet here you know i like and that just, a lot yeah just roster I, I i love that strategy of just rostering a couple of uh late running backs on the same team you know where you're not quite sure who the backup might be um you know and you're just it's it's kind of a bet against the starter uh you know for whatever reason that might be whether you think you might get injured or whether you think you might be ineffective or whatever
0: there are a few. There are a few um, FFPC people that are known players who are doing the same thing that Danny just did uh, with yep. that double tap. Um, I think that there's also a chance that Jeff Wilson gets cut. Um, there's some rumors that he gets cut, so that that could be uh, a really sneaky play that uh, that Danny just did. Wayne Ellis, Danny's a great drafter. Yes, he is for sure. All right, Bryce, is, um, shout out Bryce to Wayne. has contacted the admin for help. Wayne is talking Julius Chestnut. Julius Chestnut looked very good um, in the preseason. He would be kind of the, the name that would make uh, any Hassan Haskins drafter a little nervous. Uh, he had a lot of juice, Sacred Heart running back, which is kind of a cool story. Um, but I don't know. I like, I like Haskins more. I mean, he's, he's right. bigger, and he's got more pedigree, Michigan guy, fourth-round pick. Um, and Derek Henry's talked about Hassan Haskins as well. So,
1: Yep, and um, our, our draft is currently paused right now. Um, and the Derek Carr pick was rolled back uh, for Kenyon Drake.
0: And shout out to Jessel Jones. Um, Aaron Rodgers said that that A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, he'd like to see them each catch 50 passes. But Aaron Rodgers has specifically talked about Alan Lazard being the number one uh, for him. He's talked about this four or five times now. Um, And at the end of the day, there is a coach and there is an offensive coordinator. But Dan will be the first one to tell you that the guy running the offense in Green Bay is Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers, like if Lazard is his guy, he is going to force feed Alan Lazard um, and get Alan Lazard, um, you know, all kinds of chances to, to produce. And I will say Lazard is huge. Like Lazard is a six foot five. Maybe I don't have his official stats in front of me, but he's got to be 215, 220 and six foot five. He's a big wide receiver too. So we've seen how much success Rogers has had with Devonte Adams in the red zone, feeding, feeding a uh, a wide receiver close to the goal line. Lazard could potentially do that. He's obviously not Devonte Adams. he's a different kind of wide receiver one, but I think like, Lazard has got some safety because if, if he's going to be Rogers' number one target, then his floor is kind of wide receiver three-ish. That's kind of where I'm at with him. I've kind of warmed up to him. It's a it's a pick that Andrew Schellenberg will not like when he looks at our board, but I think Dan and I are both kind of happy where we got him. Yeah,
1: and there, there was the least surprising pick of all, Nelson, taking uh, Mike Davis. He's been all over him.
0: Uh, That's a good play. And Mike Davis might start week one um, in Baltimore. Right.
1: Right, exactly.
0: So Wayne Ellis is talking about uh he's taking Julius Chestnut in the in the thirty third round of draft masters. Um yeah, he's he's super interesting. But not as interesting as Hassan Haskins. <laughs> Just to clarify. Right. Um we've got a pretty big queue right now, Dan. Yes, we do.
1: It's the best kind of cue to have at this stage of the draft.
0: Yeah, I'm going to throw my guy in there, even though you're going to be grossed out by seeing him in there.
1: Gross, gross.
0: That one, I know, oh. I know, I know. I just want you to, I just want you to to open open yourself to consideration. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna force any any pick on you that you're you're gonna throw up about. But I don't think he's quite vomit worthy this year. I think he he could return some value, but we'll see. Hopefully, we don't have to make that decision. Number three is super interesting. Um, And then I like number six a lot in our queue. Okay. I like him a lot. I think, like, he kind of makes sense for this build. But we'll see. We might just get sniped real quick with a bunch of picks in a row. Okay, so you're starting to see the the top two defenses. Chad takes the Buffalo Bills, and then you're seeing Kyle take the Colts. The Colts' defense has been kind of pushed up. They've got a beautiful early season schedule. I think three of their first five games are smash games, and their hard matchups are at home. So they're interesting. Um, We see Jamison Williams go. Evan Ingram was a guy we had in our queue. I don't like seeing that one, but Danny waited on – Danny waited on tight end, got, got Cole Komet, and then it got Evan Ingram. It's very Dan Williamson-like tight end drafting there. Two that, Dan is, that,
1: that is two of my favorite guys right there. So uh, Two
0: guys I have a ton of as well. and, and yeah. Both both could potentially – I mean, Danny has a really, really nice team here. Um, yeah. And I like what he did with Congrats Eisenhower.
1: to Danny for sniping us all the way down from the sixth spot because I would have loved Ramondre Stevenson.
0: 100%. Well. I would have loved Ramondre as well. He got great value on Ramondre. I've seen Ramondre go inside the sixth, the end of the sixth round in, in this format. Um, he's starting to climb up. Uh, so we still have a, a big queue here. Yep. And
1: I like the number one guy.
0: Yeah, I do too.
1: And I'm going to add one more down below that guy that I don't like.
0: Well, for He's some reason, I'm doing, this, I'm doing this on the iPad. I can't really see the queue. So maybe you could okay. move up by position. Okay, so we're OTC here. I think number one makes the most sense and I think we both really like him. Um.
1: Yep. So I gave us three options there at that position.
0: For me, it's one and three.
1: Okay. For me, it's one and two. So let's let's get one for sure.
0: We can kind yeah. of talk about – let's take number one. We both like him.
1: Okay. I'll, maybe, I'll take him when it's time. Then yeah. who do you want to take – what do you want to do with the next pick? Do you want to go
0: – I think that it makes a lot of sense when you look at the positional cue to to do what I think we both know we need to do. Um, because I think it might be completely dry, and then you're – Okay, let's take Everett. So it comes down to do we we foresee another run here? Um, Because I think like three kind of makes a lot of sense. Yep. Um, Three makes a lot of sense, and also I guess six makes some sense to me, but maybe I'm overrating him a little bit. So for no, me, I, th- I
1: think he makes sense, but probably not here.
0: Okay, so I think we can, we should go one or two. Um, honestly, I I don't.
1: Do you want see who I've got uh, voted in?
0: No, I can't see it on this on this iPad. Number, number three on our queue. Oh yeah, I see him a lot. I like him as well. So I'll kind of defer to you on this one. For the these top three guys.
1: All
0: right. Okay. So we went we went Jerick McKinnon, who we both like a lot. Um, and then I think that kind of gives us some flexibility because I don't think we're forced to take another running back because we hit with with our right. with our build, you know, I think we're okay unless we love somebody coming up. We have to right. take a kicker, we have to take a defense. Um yep. so we're pretty open. You see Kyron Williams going. Kyron Williams is kind of interesting. There's no guarantee he's going to play at all in the preseason. Um McVay's not sure when he's going to be back. Um, but you have Darrell Henderson sounds like he might be behind Acres in terms of who's who's in terms of injury level. They both have like soft tissue things dealing with, but I think you'll see like Funk to me is like a special teams guy. So I don't think like special I don't think funk is gonna be like, if, if healthy, I think Kyron Williams is better than Funk. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I I think they drafted Kyron to uh, eventually take over the – because Henderson's on his uh, final contract year. So I don't think they're going to have him back.
0: S- shout out to Snooze, who's been great all, all chat. Uh, Dubs, uh, rise smells like J-Rob the legend, though unlikely an exciting pick to watch. And Wayne agrees with it. Um snooze, I don't know if that was questioning the Gerald Everett pick or suggesting it because I'm I'm not as good at JD with the chat. But yeah, Gerald Everett, we like. Um, it gives us exposure to a tight end in a great offense. Um, Gerald Everett's kind of like those NBA guys who are like three and D guys who will, will bounce around teams and make like 10 million each year. Um, and they are they they you just see them every year on different NBA teams. Everett just bounces around teams and you know yeah. he's in, in a great
1: situation shout out to uh Kyle Hillisheim for taking David Njoku and removing the temptation for Theo to stump for him
0: we're, we're having a bit of a around. we're having a bit of a argument um Dan and I usually usually so Dan and I have drafted together actually quite a bit um and we usually don't have kind of heated arguments on guys but I'm a lot higher on on Njoku than uh than Dan is at this point and uh, we had him in the queue last pick um Listen, I'm I'm open to the guy. I think he's going to be an every down player. Um, they gave him a ton of money. You make great great points that he's never really done anything. But at the end of the day, it's it's not a it's not an offense that has enough enough wide receivers that I think he can be ignored on. And I think that they want to see some return on their investment. So I don't I, know.
1: I, I would rather take Harrison Bryant in the last round <laughs> than take Njoku earlier. Honestly,
0: I'll say Njoku played every snap with the starter starters. They didn't work in any of the other tight ends. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of on him, but I actually took him in an FFPC main event. Um, and that was the pick that, that Dan did really didn't like that. I made, um, I got a little critique from Dan. So um, that we'll, we'll continue to talk, talk on uh, Najoku but I don't think we need to draft him together this year. I'm not like counting a table for him. I just think that he does belong in the discussion with some of the, the tight ends we see drafted in this range. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So we're, we've only seen three defenses go off the board. Right. And we're starting to see team kickers go. Um, maybe you could explain how they, the, the NFFC is a little different than FFPC with the kickers, Dan.
1: Yeah. So the NFFC uh, just does team kicker now, uh, which is something they started uh, the first COVID year. And it made a lot of sense just because you, you didn't have to sit there and try to mess around with, well, what, if, what happens if my kicker comes up with COVID or whatever. Um, you know, it's, it's just you're going to get whoever's kicking for the team, which really makes it – what it does is it kind of pushes the kickers down a little bit later um, because people are more willing to take um, – a a team kicker from a team where you don't really know who the kicker is going to be yet, but you know that the team is going to provide a lot of field goal opportunities and uh, extra point opportunities.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it was a great change. Uh, I wish that uh, FFPC had that. Um, It's, it was, it's a, it makes sense because it's one position we don't want to have to worry about in fab um, and NFFC takes care of it. So shout out to the NFFC for that great rule change. Um, probably it might be really the only good thing to, to come from the, the COVID environment, um, high stakes, high stakes months, or we could call it years. Um, but that's something that I'm glad they stuck with.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: I'll also say that tight end wise, um, like anybody drafting high stakes or, or home leagues last year, You saw, you know, Dalton Schultz, you saw Dawson Knox both come off the waiver wire. Um, Dan is somewhat of a tight end whisperer, so I I don't worry about, you know, us being able to get value on the wire. Um, It happens every year. So we can say this year is different, but it's not. There'll be a tight end or two that are waiver wire guys that finishes top 15 tight ends. It happens every single year. For whatever reason, it's a position that people just do not cap as well. Usually uh, you know, fantasy football is very good at predicting the top five ish tight ends. Um, but after that, it's it's hard. So like at the end of the day, we know Kelsey and Andrews and Kyle Pitts and Walt, probably Waller, probably Kittle. But after that, even the guys like Hawkinson and Schultz and, and Goddard, um, they all have big range of outcomes. So
1: that's I am kind of loving tough. this kicker
0: run. Loving it. Listen, if they want to take Keep a kicker run, it's uh drafting kickers. Keep yeah,
1: drafting. right now I that. see
0: about right now I see about 15 options at kicker Dan, So I don't think we really need to push it here at the the
1: 1718. Right. Um, I don't know if you saw who I put number one in the queue.
0: I like them. Um,
1: uh, the yeah. The matchup week one.
0: Well, I'd like you to consider the I, I just put a, a team in the queue. I again I'm having trouble doing it on the iPad, but right. if you look at the bottom of the queue, they also have some very interesting matchups. And I think that they're super talented. Um, I wouldn't mind taking them kind of ahead. Uh I think we you could got also- which
1: one? I've got we've got th- we've top three. Which answer do you like? Take a look I at I like number three.
0: I like number three the most, but I, I can defer to you if you if you like number one or two more than three.
1: I I just like the matchup for one. I do like number three. I think it's a great pick. Um,
0: who do they play week one? I don't have the schedule in front of me. Do You know they play again when when we're, when we're streaming this. I cannot have they play
1: up. they play Atlanta. So that's a good matchup.
0: Yeah, I think that's the that for me. That's like a set it and forget it type play for the year if we take them.
1: All right, I'm taking. Them.
0: Okay, um, now it comes down to here. Uh,
1: All right, so I took off. I like, the,
0: I like the second to last player on the on the queue. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of gives us a little bit of a double down of what we've done. Yep. Um, I don't think he makes it back. Okay, I think that. Uh, the, I'm, the I'm with you. makes I'm sense. You. Too. The top three makes sense, but I think there's a chance one of those guys makes it back. Um, right. And I like the guy, the last guy in our queue, probably more than you, and I think he can make it back too. Okay. All so, right. you want to so, go with with that player? I know you yeah. like him.
1: Yeah, I, I like him. Let's do it.
0: Okay, cool. So we took uh, Treston Ebner. Um, so we took Khalil Herbert earlier. So we have a, a an anti David Montgomery uh, play here, um, if you want to call it that. But Ebner is really interesting because he just looks really good, and he's a very successful at, at catching the ball. Um, this could be somewhat of an ugly committee in Chicago. Um, Dan, is that how you're reading the room for the for the Bears?
1: Yeah, I I, I think that's quite possible. Um, so yeah, I'm I, I I'm in on Ebner. He's uh, he and of course he is a Baylor bear. So yeah, absolutely. I have, I, you know, for that, for that reason alone, all you need to do is just, you know, look back over here and uh, you'll, you'll, you'll see my reason for enjoying Baylor bears. Um,
0: yeah. The, um, you know, and, and like you you see Abram Smith also in, in camp in new Orleans. Um, but so maybe Ebner, I think, you know, went kind of under the radar. There was always a couple of people that really, really liked him that we play dynasty against. Like Ebner's kind of always been on that radar, but it seems like the drum beats for him are are, are strong. Um, Chicago kind of lacks playmakers. So I think there's a chance you could see him kind of in a, let's call it a Tariq Cohen type role. Um, a, a Tariq Cohen light type role would be the um, kind of a, a bullish argument for him where they have to use him as a pass catching back. I think Herbert can do do some of that as well. So i like both those guys. And I think it's a reasonable double down because again, we took Ebner in the 18th round, which is a a round where you could even cut a guy in the first waiver wire run um, and not really be annoyed about it. CC Mark Ingram. You see Samaje Pirine. You're seeing Travis Homer go to team three. I think Homer is going to start getting drafted. Um, DJ Dallas and Homer, people are going to take shots on um, pretty much from here on out because of the news with Ken, Ken Walker um, having uh, – it looks like a – Dan, what, what they're calling it a, a groin injury or a sports hernia, something along those lines. Something like that, yeah. So, so that's like, kind of like Rashad Bateman last year. Yep. Looks like a sure. guy can miss – he can miss six weeks, something like that. Yep. Um, Theo, take a
1: look at the uh, private chat. I have a question in there that we need to figure out the answer to.
0: Hold on. Let me see. I'm opening <laughs> up my phone because I I feel like if I open it, I'm just going to show Twitter our private chat.
1: No, no.
0: It's it's designed so you can't. Okay. Let me see. Um, I kind of lean towards number one on that. Okay.
1: Um, I do as well.
0: Yeah, I think we just – Okay. I'd rather take that shot.
1: All right. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same. Um, I think the other position, uh, there's – yeah, there there's still going to be reasonable options if we need to do something on the waiver wire.
0: Yeah. So we see um, Nelson take his tight end too with Robert Tunyon. Um, Nelson has a, again, a very nice build. He took the Denver Broncos defense, which is a defense I've been drafting a lot. Um, he took Amir Abdullah and Tunyon; Both of those guys could stick. Uh, he had a nice running back run, um, with Raheem Muster, um, who was named a co-starter in Miami, along with Deonta Foreman and Mike Davis. That was kind of a nice run for him with three, like veteran backs that could pay off. Um, team 11 had the Saquon, um, uh, CD Lamb start, um, and I like what he did. He followed up, he got uh, Juju Smith, Schuster, Deontay Johnson, Christian Kirk, and then he got Tony Pollard, which I like a lot. And then at the end of the day, he got two running backs that you know people are not really excited about, but getting Clyde Edwards Hilaire in the eighth round and Josh Jacobs in the ninth. I mean, he, yeah, he, he kind beautiful. of, beat up. yeah, and then he got the Julio Jones. I, I was
1: thinking hard about Josh Jacobs at the seven eight turn. So,
0: yeah, I mean that's that's great value. I mean he's really beat up. Um, and then we we liked Danny Mueller's build a lot. We really liked Kyle. A lot of what Kyle did. I'm looking towards the front half of the draft. Yep. This was a um, this was a well. We're starting
1: spin. to start to come down uh, towards our pick. Let's let's think about. Yeah, uh, listen, we I'm, we have basically number one, two, and three. We need to pick one of them, and number four, five, and six. Those would be my my top options for the other
0: position. Okay, I mean, for for me, I like for the second position. I I always have been drafting number three because I think he's in a good spot. Um. <clears throat> number one, I can see why you like him. I think he's he's very good as well. And then for the, the top position, I mean, look, you can kind of talk me into any of those three guys. I'm always going to kind of lean to number three, though. I think it's kind of the unknown role with a very talented guy, and I think he's kind of beat up. And we've seen him succeed in previous seasons. It might be a moot point. I don't think team six is Team 6 doesn't take a tight end. Team 4 has two tight ends. Every team has two tight ends. So unless somebody yeah. Um you know, unless somebody wants to draft three tight ends, then structurally I think I think number 1's enticing in the sense because I think he's gonna but he's got he's such a floor play. I think like yeah. to me, 3 or 2 is at least has some ceiling. 2 is the best player though. Like we know, or, or excuse me, he'd be number three. Like the guys had a ton of success um, in with terrible situations, and now he's getting completely brushed aside. Look at his finishes the last two years. Um, All right. Yeah.
1: Let's let's go with him. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. And then uh, and then of the the two kickers that are left, uh, we have we have I Tampa like-
0: and Denver. I like Denver. I mean, I've been taking McManus. I think that it's an offense that's gonna gonna move the ball really easily, but I think there could be more field goal attempts um the first few weeks than maybe yep. they like. Um, and that, we like McManus. So that works for me. Okay, so we we wrapped it up here. Um we went with a single QB build, um, which is, you know, at the end of the day, Dan, I'm looking at the QBs right now, and there's like 10 starters that are still on the waiver wire if they're not selected now. So I'm not worried about it.
1: Right. Exactly. I would, I would rather have that lottery ticket at a different position, you know, whether you want to call it our running back or wide receiver. Uh, But that's where we put it. And we really de-emphasize tight end in this draft, which I think is okay because of what we, you know, we've talked about in previous uh, podcasts is you've, you've got the um, in the NFFC, tight ends are really cheap to pick up and they're always startable tight ends on the waiver wire. I mean, you know, even if it's just a one week, um, you know, and you can, you can kind had of them. You can kind of
0: plus over the years doing that, Dan.
1: Yeah. Um, you can, you can yeah. kind of stream them.
0: Yeah. No, like I said, like, I know that it's not a, you know, you don't want to say, Hey, I'm just going to make up for it, the waiver wire. But again, I think we, if we needed to, we could, and I think there's a chance that Everett um, sneaks inside that tight end one line based yeah. on touchdowns, because I think he's got big-time touchdown appeal. Um, I'm a sucker for Noah Fant. Noah Fant's had multiple tight end one finishes in his career. He was the the big-name player that was sent over. Be, I mean, unless you want to, you know, we, we're not even going to dignify, uh, you know, little Drew Locke action, but... Noah Fant was sent over in the trade. Um, I think it kind of would make Seattle um, feel a little bit better about themselves to have some contribute com- some contribution from him. And I think it's a low volume passing attack. Um, and Lockett and Metcalf obviously are going to get theirs. But Fant doesn't really have a wide receiver three that he's having to deal with, so I think he could he can really beat his ADP. Whether that means he's startable or not um, remains to be seen. But I feel like he's going to finish ahead of where he was drafted. Um, I like what we did um, at the wide receiver spot, Dan. I think we kind of, I wouldn't say forced it. I think we did kind of, we were forced to take wide receiver, wide receiver at the three, four turn. I think we each got a guy we liked. Um, and then five, six, I'm very glad we went in that direction. Cause I think between IU and Tony, we have two upside guys. Um, and then we have the Lazard and Moore plays, I think kind of balanced each other out. Um, and then, to add romeo dubs um i think that was a really really nice wide receiver build
1: yeah yeah for sure you know it, it, as, a, as i'm going back you know it, the sky war pick if it was a running back um it i i think we still could have done a pretty good build that way but i sure don't hate the sky more pick either i mean
0: yeah, You know, I mean, it,
1: it, it's hard to say. You know, if if any of our later running backs hit, then we're going to be happy we did what we did.
0: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, Kareem Hunt, Damian Pierce, Rashad Penny, or kind of one of the beat-up assets um, versus Sky Moore, you can make a big argument either way. Um, I think that, uh, that Sky Moore, though, has potential to be the wide receiver one in the Kansas City offense. I think it's going to be Juju but again you saw juju go in the fourth round um i think sky Moore has a chance that he scores the most uh, fantasy points of any kansas city wide receiver and i think that alone is worth taking at the 801 um yep. so i like this team i think this is uh this is a this is a good build um it's good to have you back from uh vacation um and and back in the grind and i think you're probably drafting every day until uh until kickoff like i am so um this was great oh, day yeah. we we'll need to do it again soon
1: yeah, for sure. We definitely will. Got to, got to throw up there. Uh, JD calls our strategy the dumbbell: two stud running backs, Pusio, and then the double tap, double tap the running back again. So, it's yeah.
0: it's uh, it's it's the less fancy way of saying bimodal. Um, it's 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 Canadian. It's Canadian for bimodal uh, running back. Um, shout out to JD. Um, we had an awesome. If anybody tuned in just for this, check out the. Um, the the pod we put out with Fantasy Mojo, Darren Armani, before this. It was awesome. Some invaluable resource for any high-stakes players, whether you are FFPC, NFFC, um, or FFWC, or KFFC. um, You're going to want to check out uh, Darren Armani, Fantasy Mojo. He was extremely generous with his time and the information that he dropped. Um, He had some incredible stuff. And then tomorrow night um, we're going to have Chad Schrader um, coming back on Uh, The GOAT district, I believe this is his third time in the district. Um, He's probably the most successful uh, fantasy football player ever uh, in the history of the game. Um, And he drafted here in the nine hole. Uh, So we're excited to be able to talk to him about a draft we just did with him. Um, Shout out to everybody in the chat. This was live. Uh, Dan, any closing words? No, uh,
1: definitely looking forward to that that show tomorrow night. Um, Chad Schroeder, obviously, the very best top of the top. Uh, you know, you, you can't think of anybody who's any better than him. Uh, you know, and there, there's only a handful of people that I would even, uh, think about putting on his level. So, uh, be happy to have him on and uh, I'll be happy to get his
0: thoughts on this. And he's the all time, the all time uh, winningest NFFC player of all time by a considerable margin. So that'd be awesome to have him on. So, uh, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. We did a double bill on the Goat tonight. Um, check us out tomorrow. Uh, check us out next week. We're, we're dropping some great pods all the way until draft season. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.